0: Hey everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 28th of September, 2022. And on today's show, we'll discuss some recent news about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. What if the Big 12 gets a television deal before the Pac-12? Is that possible? Is it likely? What does it mean if it happens? And also, my first edition of the Big 12 Weekly Power rankings is going to do it now that we are Three slash four games in for most of the teams. Going to look at where I rank them in order in the Big 12. All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Right now, we're about to hit 2,200 subscribers. Help us push over that mark by the end of the month. Just a couple days left here, trying to get to 2,200. We're less than 20 subs away. Let's get there. Let's get there today if we can. We'll set some new goals after that. Appreciate you guys subscribing. And also find the show wherever you get your podcasts. As well, leave comments, give us your thoughts always on the topics we're discussing. Make sure you tap the bell for notifications, like the video, and as always, interact with us. Find us on Twitter at L O Big12, find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. All right. So normally I don't like give you all homework for the podcast, but I have to say, uh, you know, there are there are always there's always stuff out there that can be really helpful for a lot of these conversations, especially for the media conversations that we have. Um, and I think, you know, more now more than ever, obviously the conference realignment talk gets tied into the media stuff. Um, kind of the big moves happen and we've been talking about the, f- the future realignment and then the media stuff. At times they've been separate, at times they've been together, but really one goes with the other now, right? Uh, especially with the Pac-12 uh, out of their exclusive negotiating window, and the Big 12 currently in their exclusive negotiating window, right? These schools can kind of tell, hey, who's getting what, what's coming from where. So pay attention to those reports. And also there's one podcast in particular, uh, John Orand of the Sports Business Journal, as well as Andrew Marshan of the New York Post, have a really good sports business podcast. They often talk about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. This week they did so. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago on that podcast. Andrew Marchand had said, and he works in New York post. He's a, a sports media reporter. Really good. Breaks a lot of stories. Uh, and Oran is over at the sports business journal. He, it's a great publication. Um, Marchand had said the PAC 12 and ESPN were hundreds of millions of dollars apart. And then George Klyavkoff, went on the John Wilner and John Kenzano podcast and said that did not deny that report. And then said, as a group, we laugh at a lot of the stuff that, you know, in our war meetings that come up and that we hear it's reported. And he said, it's people just trying to de- destabilize the conference. Um, that he did not outright deny what was said, basically, you know, implied, Hey, a lot of people are reporting stuff and they want us to be destabilized. Uh Andrew Marchand for the Washington Post, Washington Post for the New York Post has really no reason. He's just a sports media reporter. There's no direct reason he want to destabilize the Pac-12. It's just not something that would outright make a whole lot of sense for a guy like that. So you take that into account, right? You take into account uh, what I, you know, what I just mentioned with, uh, you know, with what Klevkov said and with what Andrew Marshan reported. And Marshand on today's podcast it's out now go to about the twenty one minute mark and they are finishing up one conversation and begin the Big Twelve Pac twelve talk. He says that he did some extra digging and he can you know, he's like I talked to some sources more sources because he was motivated by what uh what George Klyavkov had said and he said it's true yeah the, you know he said yeah it's it's you know it's hundreds of millions of dollars apart. Later clarified that it's not hundreds of millions of dollars apart. In one season or in one year, I should say, he said they're targeting if they want a five year deal. And over the course of that deal, they would end up being hundreds of millions of dollars apart or at least a hundred million dollars apart. And so he said, you know, he confirmed that, that it, that's the case with ESPN. He said he's not sure with Fox, but he's assuming that would also be the case with Fox Sports. So kind of some reconfirmation of something that we heard before, and this brought up the idea that the Big 12 could get a deal done before the Pac-12, and he didn't say outright that it was likely. He did not say that, but there was some implication. I, once again, encourage you all to go listen to that podcast after you're done listening here, of course, but the implication was that there is an opportunity there for the big 12 to get a deal done before the PAC 12, the big 12 has that opportunity because once again, like uh, John Canzano had said that he expected to hear something shortly after labor day as uh as it pertains to a PAC 12 media deal. That's not there yet. They're not there. They wanted, according to the guys in the show, I think it was uh, Martin Marchand or or said this, the target was $50 million per school. That is what they wanted. Now, I'm going to show you all this chart right here from Navigate. They had this. This is a projection for moving forward what they think the conferences will be able to bring in. Now, mind you this, this happened after the SEC uh, got Oklahoma and Texas. It happened before the Big 12 got UCLA or Big 12, Big 10 got UCLA and USC, So those projections are not baked into this chart Um, and it's reflected here. And also it's before the big 10 new deal, but you can see roughly where kind of the projection is, down the line for all of these, all of these schools, the Pac-12 at 56.5, the ACC at 55.3, the uh, the the Big 12 down the line, you know, eventually in 2029 at 51.9. Now you'd think with the loss of USC and UCLA, this now changes that the Pac-12 is going to be much lower, and the opportunity now for the Big 12 is there, especially if they can put an offer in front of like, so like once again, th- this is a chart that's got the, t- the Los Angeles market in for the PAC 12. Right. Um, and I have to imagine that if you see that, you know, down the line that 51.9, just we'll just use 2029 as a great point because it has the dollar values. You'd have to imagine that without uh, USC and UCLA, that is more than what is it now a gap between the big 12 Here and the and if you're if you're an audio listener, I'm showing a chart right now. It shows the projections just to line it up for you all. In 2029, this projection is uh, the big uh, the Big Ten at 94.5 million, the SEC at 105.3 million. This would be, I believe, per school. Um, The Pac-12 at 56.5, the ACC at 55.3, and the Big 12 at 51.9. You'd have to imagine that that gap in 2029, unless something changes, would would be flipped, right? The the Big 12, if that's what you're projecting value-wise, I think they still have more value than the Pac-12 if you take away USC and UCLA. I mean, notice, guys, where save last week, like where the USC game is being put on TV. They're obviously a hot commodity, especially – right now. And that's cause of that Los Angeles Marcus, you take that hit, those two conferences would flip. And also, I think that the, because of the way that look that that, uh that ACC deal is pretty static, right? I mean, if you're seeing this chart and if you're just watching, it's kind of just going up pretty slowly here. Uh, it's not going up very fast. So I would think that that would flip that not the big 12 adding any teams, but the Pac-12 would go below the big 12 uh, because of, of that reality. And so with that projection and some of those things changing now, I'd like to see a new one. I'll see if I can conjure one up. but was not able to find one uh, when you consider the changes or flex the changes that happened to the Pac-12. Like if it was that desirable a product, y'all, we'd have a new TV deal, deal at this point, right? They've been in the window for months, and I know it can take longer than months to, to negotiate some of these things. Um, but they're there now and their, their task has gotten even harder, as I've mentioned now that the big 12 is in the mix and starting their negotiations for a TV deal. So they just mentioned, like they just mentioned, they said, Hey, what if ESPN gets a deal done before the PAC 12, that could put them in a little bit of trouble. Now, the one thing they'd have is copious amounts of late night games to still offer to ESPN. If that's what they, if that's what ESPN wants, but, but the Big 12 would be in a position, I, I would assume this is the way that it would work. The Big 12 would get a contract done that would, a hun- in my opinion, it'd be malpractice if they didn't. If there was not some reflection of what the television deal would look like if they added more teams. We talked about this for the Big 10. The Big 10's current television contract says uh, that it could expand from whatever $7 billion over the course of the deal to $10 billion. And says that there would be a good faith conversation if they added teams like Oregon or Washington or whatever. It doesn't say, say those schools in the contract, but it says that hey, we'd have a good faith conversation about adding those schools about what it would be. It does stipulate that the value the, the value of the contract would increase um, if you know it, uh, if they added Notre Dame. Notre Dame was the big one, right? So that, that's that's important to note. And I think the Big Twelve getting a deal done, having that stability first would put them in a great spot. They're not necessarily in a bad spot if they don't get one done in my opinion. Right. So if there's a, uh, if it, if it happens in this way that the PAC 12 kind of gets an agreement first, I think the big 12 would be, it, it would hurt some, but I don't think it would overly hurt them just because you're watching. Like if you watch every single week, if you look at the schedules, the big 12 is offering, like they're really they are offering games in all of the windows that are possible. And I know a lot of the conferences do that too, but they are compared to the Pac-12, they are at noon, they are at uh 3 30, they are at 7. And sometimes, as we saw with the game between uh Baylor and BYU, they can be later on in the day as well. BYU has also played more late game, another late game. I think Wyoming was pretty late for them, too. So they still have that offering, they still have that diversity that in, in terms of, of, t- of time and positioning that they can offer. So I thought this was an interesting update that we can kind of confirm ESPN and the Pac-12 are not close. So will the Pac-12 now turn their attention to Turner? or they turn their attention, they mentioned that, they turn their attention to an Amazon. And one more pin on this conversation that we have to mention is that uh, Amazon is doing great numbers on their uh, on their Thursday night football. I think it was like 13 million for the first one and then 11 million for the Chiefs and the Chargers game. So the one thing that a lot of people were worried about, and this was mentioned in the podcast as well, is that George uh, that a lot of people were worried about the conference's eyeballs, right? If you go to a streaming only service, there is some concern that will the eyeballs follow, or are you going to miss out on those eyeballs because you are now on a streaming platform? To me, it's a pretty valid conversation. It's a valid talking point, in my opinion. But it, but I think that this is proving that if people want to find the product, they will find the product. Now, what's different about Amazon and the NFL is it's a standalone game on Thursday night. And also they overpaid for it because it is the NFL there is no guarantee that just because the NFL is doing well, the big 12 would do well. Sure. College football numbers are up and sure. People found those NFL games with relative ease in terms of viewership, but, but uh, you have to think, you know, is okay. Uh, would this change with college football? Like if you put a 3:30 game on Amazon, it's tough because if you want to toggle between games on your TV or whatever it is, like, if there's another bigger game on, it's going to get drowned out. You'd rather be on a linear, uh, you know, a linear cable network, than you would be on Amazon if you're in a time window when there's multiple games happening. And I'm going to, I'm actually going right now to ESPN because I want to use this week as an example. We know that Baylor is playing Oklahoma State this week at 2:30 Central, 3:30 Eastern, and obviously that's a big window uh, normally. So I'm going to go to that 3:30 window. Uh, on on CBS, you've got Arkansas and uh, hosting Alabama. you've got Rutgers Ohio State on the Big Ten network. you've got Oklahoma State and Baylor on Fox. you've got uh, Northwestern and Penn State on ESPN. you've got AM and Mississippi State on the SEC network. those are kind of those are all the ranked games at least happening at that window. Well, you know if if you put Baylor versus Oklahoma State on Amazon, and Arkansas, Alabama is on, you know, you might be in trouble at the beginning of the game, at least until that game gets out of hand. Or if it doesn't get out of hand, you're in trouble, right? Uh, Penn State Northwestern, I know it's Penn State, so I'm, I'm not, they're, they're, they do good numbers, but like, I'm not overly, I wouldn't be overly worried about that game. Uh, I think this window is one of those where it's like, look, people would find a great game wherever it is. And I think people would find Baylor, Oklahoma State, but you don't necessarily you don't necessarily want to be hard to find if a lot is happening. Right? Uh, that, that's kind of why people love red zone is you kind of get all of it at a certain time. Or people love Sunday Ticket because they want to have it all at their fingertips there at the same time. Amazon can be a bit trickier because it's not on your television dial. You can't just flip to that. So I think that's something that both the Big 12 and the Pac 12 have to contend with when it comes uh, to, to this situation. But the other edge in that category, the PAC 12 has is that they can't exclusively, you know, ne- oh, they're not exclusive. They can negotiate with Amazon more so than the big 12 is. I think big 12 is having those conversations with a lot of other people, despite the fact that it's a exclusive negotiating window, but still they're allowed to have the PAC 12 is allowed to have those conversations because they are out of their um, it's not just exclusive anymore. Uh, for them. They're outside of that window. But I think listening to this show, the one one thing I took from it, listening to that podcast, those two guys know a lot about sports media, that is very possible. The Big 12 could get a deal done before the Pac-12 and that could entice other schools. So maybe the strategy is you take a little bit less in the initial deal and in the written the the written contract of the deal it it offers a lot more room for expanding how much money if you take in more brands right so if you say hey look we're down with ESPN at this dollar amount it's going to increase to this dollar amount if you all join this league that's going to be more than you would get in the Pac12 at this point in time uh you know that's kind of the key there's making sure it's more than what the Pac12 would give you come on over here now this is this is what you want this is a stability And once again, I think this would be a five-year deal. Um, I think maybe you make it a four-year deal. You want to come up before – you'd like to come up before the Big Ten and uh, before the Big Ten does. I think that would be the strategy here. Like, You don't want to be at the altar the same time the Big Ten does. Um, at least that's just my opinion on that. Maybe you all feel differently. Let me know in the comments below. But the big tens deal comes up, I believe, in 2030. I would want to be before that. So if it's 25, if you're there for 2025, 2026 athletic season, 26 27, 28 29, you maybe want to do a three year deal, a four year deal, you know, 29 30, or maybe you we wait to be a year after. So it's 30 31. Um, so you can come up then, but that's one thing about this is like, you don't want to, they don't want to sync these television contracts because it was allow it would allow in some world, like for everybody to take one thing all at once. Um, that's what makes this competitive is having the, the deals expire at different times. So I think that would be important. Uh, I think that would be very important for the big 12 to make sure they don't sync up with the big 10. Maybe I'm wrong on that front, but once again, headline here is, I think that it is possible for the big 12 to get a deal done before the pack 12 uh, because of that gap between the Pac 12 and ESPN, and what it sounds like a potential gap between the Pac 12 and Fox. Let's see what happens. Let's see what the next news is with Brett, your company, and his negotiations. All right, quick break, word for our sponsors, and then we'll hit my power rankings after week number four. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. You guys know the deal. BetOnline is the best place to get all of your sports action needs. You go there today, you sign up, it's free to do. You guys can find the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your number one source for wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. It's BetOnline and BetOnline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, folks. So here are my power rankings for this week uh, out of week four. I, they're just really off of, you know, like performance plus kind of, I guess, how you do on a neutral field, maybe against a team that's above you and try to factor in games that just happened uh, as, as well. Uh, maybe that, you know, I'm, but like, honestly, this is just a feeling thing. Like, this, for me, this is just kind of how I'm reading the tea leaves right now i've got baylor at number one i feel that way because obviously they played byu really close on the road but after that result where they beat iowa state i'm kind of feeling much better about this team and i am favoring this week then this week against the oklahoma state cowboys just because i feel like um they've been more tested they've had two really good road battles that i think have shaped who this team is no pun intended I'm at Oklahoma State number two. A lot of Pokes fans will be upset about that. But look, you know, Spencer Sanders has been awesome. That's why they're at number two. But the defense has been uh, had at times. Uh, Obviously, the CMU game, people say the backups were in whatever, but they still just hung a million points on you in that game. And then um, it was a workmanlike victory against Arizona State. It was not a completely impressive effort. And that's not a good ASU team. So Oklahoma State looks like they could be really good. They still have a lot of good stuff up front on the defensive side. A lot of questions in the back end of the defense, but they've got a guy who could be, who was on track to be the best quarterback in the conference right now. Well, actually Jalen Daniels wants something to say about that, but uh, Spencer Sanders, one of the guys who is playing the best. Kansas State at three, man, what a difference a week makes. As I have said, you got to put the Wildcats at number three because they, they had a pretty comprehensive, nice win, right? That was a 14 point game in the end on the road. That was the the Wildcats, uh Chris Kleiman's bunch. They were winning that football game on the road at that point. And you know, uh when when Oklahoma State or Oklahoma rather scored a touchdown, made it a seven point game. Just the effort, just the fact that this team was able to control it the way they did, that's why I would go uh you know, I would, I would, I would put them uh number three. Oklahoma at number four there's still a really good team I believe but after that effort you got to think there's some problems with this defense it can be had it just needs to make some adjustments and their offense you stalled at certain times still moved the ball pretty well but stalled at certain moments and couldn't keep up with the high powered attack from K State under their defense pretty good but still they moved the ball a lot KU at number five they're and four0 they've racked up two road wins. Uh, they've got two power five wins. I know it's West Virginia and it is Duke, but still it's two power five wins, a road win against a Houston team that we thought would be pretty decent. They're playing really good football. You cannot put them, you can't leave them out of the top five right now. Texas tech at three and one just got the win over Texas. It's a battle tested confident group. That's why I've got them at three and one. They've played tough games. They've won tough games. They beat Houston OT. They rallied and beat Texas. In OT and look, they hung in there against an NC state team. You know, as NC state felt like they had them, uh, they had, a, they had them pretty good in that game, but still they didn't let them get away. It wasn't a blowout. And that was a top 10 team that they hung around with there. So I'm not going to knock them too much for that loss at three and one Texas number seven at two and two. This is a team that just needs to get healthy and get it together. They need to take care of the football late in the game. Obviously they need to finish games better, but I feel better about this Texas group than I did last year's Texas group. This is a huge game for them coming up this week. If they lose this game, then, yeah, you start to worry a little bit about what this team can accomplish. But still, it's only one conference loss. They've got an opportunity here. They need to get Quinn Ewers back. It sounds like he's on track to return a bit faster than we first expected. So I've got them at number seven. TCU at number eight because I really just don't know. I really don't know how good this TCU team is is um and so i've got them at number eight because i'm gonna reward them from being three i know they just won a rivalry game against smu the colorado game was a little dicey there um and then i've got iowa state at number nine three and one Baylor were lost did tamper a little bit of my excitement about this team they've got a long way to go it feels like they're somewhat i mean they, you know they like their guys on offense it's a lot of brock it's a lot of hutchinson um, then they get three and one number nine. You're know, not, not, not like a horrible knock. Just we're still trying to sort some things out. West Virginia is at number 10, but they're playing really good football They they won their last two games. They got a rivalry game victory against the Hokies of Virginia tech on a Thursday night where they really just put it on them late in that game. A 33, 10 win. I think a 32, 10, 33, 10 in the end. So put it on them there. I would also say that, uh, you know, that pit loss, we have to th- I mean, look, the pit loss was close. The, the Kansas loss was close. So like they have not, they have not taken these really difficult uh, or awful losses. I should say KU loss feels bad, but now we're watching them play. It doesn't feel as bad. JT Daniels looks good. CJ T- Donaldson looks legit and the defense could be back on track. We will see. Those are your power rankings. All right. Let us know what you think of the power rankings. Let us know what you think of the conversation about, hey, could the Big 12 get a television deal done before the Pac-12? Let us know your thoughts on that. Follow us on Twitter at Big 12 Follow me at JoshNabors underscore. Uh, make sure you guys check out that Orand and Marchand sports media podcast. Very interesting stuff there as well. All right, my friends, Till next time, as always, stay safe.